0: How's it going, guys? This is Luke Koska, Director of Visual Marketing at AdLeaks. Welcome to Advertise Everything. Today we have an interview with Nick Shackelford about Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, Nick is actually born in Orange County, California. Um, He made a huge impact in the e-commerce world. He introduced the fidget spinner um, to the U.S. market. And he actually played for the LA Galaxy, which is awesome, Um, the soccer team. So... Hope you glean a lot from this interview um, and you can learn everything possible for BFCM before it comes because that's when you need. You don't let it come and, and not have everything ready to go and systematized. So listen to this interview. Hope you enjoy and yeah. All right. So let's uh, dive in. If you guys have questions, I don't know if we'll get out to all of them, but go ahead and drop them down below. So if you've been in the group for a while, obviously, you know, Nick Shackford, I don't think he needs any introduction. Um, very well known for his BFCM posts. Uh, this meeting came highly requested by a lot of you. So uh, won't waste time. We'll just dive right into it. Um, so I lost my screen because I got to go back now.
1: I got you. Yeah. All right, so. Is there a way for me to see the live as well? Yeah, you have to open all our tabs. It's kind of dumb. I'll do it right now. Yeah, okay, and so first questions that are lined up on the channel. Do you want me to, just, want me to go through them, brother? Yeah, for sure. Cool. So the first question that was by Tiki. Thank you, Tiki, for taking the time to write this. Um, what are you doing to build up your audiences and get them in a frenzy for your Black Friday Cyber Monday? Saturday? So this is starting for us right now. So let's let's before we get into what we're doing technically, I want to get into like what the ecosystem is currently looking like for us on the CPM side. So state side... Mm-hmm. Um, CPMs look like between nine to twenty bucks. So it's a little bit more expensive. Some of these niches, if we're not dealing with a traditional 20 to 35-year-old white women, um, we are 100 percent expecting that it's gonna get more and more expensive, especially as the election is coming close to us. And what we're what we're kind of worried about is that on the uh, what is the 14th or the 16th, the reduction of the delayed attribution to about seven days. That to me is I don't know how to really deal with it just yet. We're still trying to debate how to adjust towards that, but right now we're expecting to increase spend starting this week. So we always monitor two numbers: one, obviously, what we're optimizing for in platform, and then two, what is in our net revenue, whatever whatever we're um, using, whether it's Magento, whether it's Shopify, whether it's whatever your cart is. So we're watching two numbers at all times. As long as we're not going negative on the spend and we're as profitable as we can potentially be there is just a general understanding amongst our team and the clients. If you aren't building audiences now, we're not going to be in a position to potentially go live. Now there's a, it's a couple more questions below talking about what does that look like? What do those audiences look like? How, how early are you going in? And we're have various elements of, of when we're going live and how we're going live. And what are those factors that go into it? That I'll, I'll talk in depth with, with you, Justin. But-
0: yeah. So two, two, two points on that where we you're mentioning uh, my first question back to you is Being is like, obviously, you know, that September. This is probably the worst month that anybody, most people are having the worst month. I don't know if you've experienced the same thing with just, you know, crazy randomness going on. How are you guys dealing with that? Uh, Especially when you're going to start increasing. Uh, And then two, I also believe I read and I can't confirm this, but I believe I can neither confirm nor deny like Bill Clinton. Um, yeah, the server to server pixel integration, I believe somebody was saying, we'll do 28 day attribution still, but I don't know if you know if that to be true or not.
1: Not yet, so I'm still waiting back on two reps to hit me. In my group, we're basically all debating, hey, how should we do this? How quickly should we do this? Uh, when is it gonna take into effect? So I, I can't, de- similar to you, I don't know yet, so I don't wanna speak too much on it. I'm expecting me and the team to just generally make our decisions on a seven day window. Um, Most of our brands were pulling a seven day view, seven day click, which looks very, very similar to what our one day view, 20 day click looks like. So I would comp those two um, attribution models against each other just to see if that gives you an idea of of how to make decisions on that.
0: But you you don't report. Do you guys report? I mean, you're working with some big brands and we do the same thing. I mean, we don't optimize. You're not optimizing off of view, right? You segment and you optimize solely off of click because it's more incremental.
1: For them, yeah. I mean, we have some reservoir us just last click and GA. And I was like, okay, that's how you want me to, to do it. It's going to limit my kids. But yeah. listen, I, I chose the service industry, so it is what it is. You kind of got to yeah. make with it. For for building up our audiences, we've done two different things. And there's one really great friend of mine, uh, John Coyle, that leads some of our, our decision making. We are driving to, uh, what would you call a a product page where we're having new product launches and it's the same it's it's the root uh, url it's the root domain so we're just changing that you don't have the ability to buy but you can opt in to potentially get notified for when the sale goes live issue here is you have to optimize for conversions don't optimize for for traffic don't optimize for lead the thank you page that as soon as you opt into whether it's on the same page or the next one drop them to their store, give them a code for, for opting in or give them some sort of incentivization to continue to shop. What we messed up on early in the year around uh, January, February, we were optimizing for lead and we're optimizing for traffic because I, I wanted to test it out, see what had happened. It absolutely fucked our pixel. So it absolutely fucked the account. And so anything after that, since we were driving so much traffic um, to this potential new product drop, I could never get the CPA down even if I went custom conversion. So I don't know if any other people are having those issues too, but always, if you're driving to a, an LP, that's where the new offer will be or, or wherever it is that you're trying to sell them um, mm-hmm. for conversion. You got a bird over there or a dog snoring? I have a dog snoring under the bottom left right here. <laughs> it's not me snoring, just want, just want to clarify. <laughs> no, it is. And, and that's kind of leads me to, to Marco's question. Marco was like, do you drive traffic into a lead gen waiting list page before selling Black Friday, Cyber Monday products? So you're, you're assuming that we're only doing a single offer during a single part of the time. We're, we're asking every brand that we work with to come up with two offers or incrementally make it sweeter as we get closer to that big moment. Mm-hmm. I believe it's going to be an argument for, for share of wallet coming into this entire Q4 period. Now, I'm not saying you go live in November, October with this specific offer, but I will tell you that if you aren't going earlier and I have a couple of dates that we are, launching some of our brands, you are not going to find uh, as much scale as you expect, because I don't believe there's going to be any money in people's pockets. How, how,
0: how early do you guys launch yesterday? We went last year. We went real early. What, what are you guys launching in terms of like VIP? Like how does your, how does a typical brand launch work in terms of dates?
1: Yeah. So we're always uh, new uh, pre-sell creative or pre-sell notification of save the dates, which I'll show you the creatives because I know two people asked what it was and you're going to be like, wait, that's really what you're on. This is exactly what you're on. This is what exactly works. Um, we are at seven days for, for pre-notification of, Hey, this is coming. And then after the seven days, just a normal week ahead of time, um, save the date. It's usually about a week ahead. And then we'll go live with that offer. But what would you're change?
0: Not watching, you're not launching black Friday, cyber Monday like two weeks early and giving discounts two weeks early.
1: So we're, see, we're all talking about Black Friday, seven Monday into one moment. It's, it's before it would have been like, it's that weekend time, it's big. It's still going to feel that way for us, but it's the entire quarter. It's like two months worth of, of sales before it's guaranteed before Christmas. I believe in, in, in December where a lot of the cutoff is coming from is not going to be, dude. you're not going to get two and a half weeks like everybody else is, especially if you're trying to uh, overnight or trying to make sure it gets it before Christmas. Our, our cutoff period for December is the first week after the first week we're expecting to either take away our offer or lower overall spend so we really have the second week in October to begin to push November how is that first week uh, or first week week and a half of uh, during election post-election gonna look like and then making an audible to say hey, we have enough inventory to go live continue to go live we have one week in December so just to answer you to briefly brother our first offer or the offer that we want to continue to prospect with is going live second week of October for, I would say out of the 27 social brands, we have 15 going live with that. What's the discount
0: difference between that offer and what you guys offer on Cyber Monday, Black Friday?
1: So it's varying right now. Right now, the, the minimum that I want our, our brands offering is 15%. There's some, there are some r- romanticism of potentially having customer support issues if the discount continues to get sweeter so we're trying to see if okay maybe we keep that same exact offer all the way through and this is going to be right. auto depending on how how great that offer does on launch we might be a free gift or it might be a gift card as you spend at different spend levels yeah that's, nice. that's a nightmare to manage too especially with shopify no absolutely. Okay. it's it's really difficult to do to do that
0: so what we do what we do is we go like usually live November 15th with like VIP presale and it's the same off op- because we have the same problem of like people wanting returns cause you have a 30 day return policy. And then when you start tiering, so usually we, my thought, my thought process is people that only have so much money to spend during that time. Right? So if you give them the juiciest deal before everyone else, hopefully they're going to buy your product because they want it and they're not going to be tainted with these other offers. So what we do is we go live like mid November for like, we call it VIP customers that have bought, and we hit everybody that has bought with the same black Friday, cyber, cyber Monday offer ideally. And then usually like three or four days later, we start wide open black Friday, cyber Monday sale. And then we just keep it the same all the way throughout because we're basically trying to get their money before everyone else tries to get their money. And then hopefully they're tapped out of money.
1: We, we recommend the same thing. Like there, there are brands that are going to do, um, they're going to do what they're going to do and they're going to do a free gift or they're going to do something unique on that day. I yeah. think if I were to categorize the three things that we have running, it's a dollar off rather than just a, a, um, a discount. So instead of 20%, it's whatever a dollar off that they're willing to give up. It's easier to communicate. It's upfront in their face. We have a buy more, save more play, which how we're setting that is, where's your tier one, the lower discount, either it's 10 or 15% is at AOV. And then check out what's the second nice little like pocket or sweet spot of, uh, of uh, I would say 10 to $20 above your traditional AOV how can we get them to spend more? And the last one is your hopeful your hopeful wishing of, I would love for someone to spend 200 bucks or 300 bucks if you have the products to do so um, yeah. for, for the deepest discount. So buy more, save more. Why we like that is almost instantly you're moving product and almost instantly your AOV is going to be uh, double from what you thought it was going to be. Yep, yep. And then the last one we are running with just a general discount site-wide. Probably the, probably the easiest thing to do but it's, for me. It's not that not that sexy. We're getting away from free gift, other than one brand running it, despite my recommendations not to do it.
0: Yeah, we typically do. We typically just do site wide. I mean, the products usually that we're dealing with are sexy and all for that works. But we have just noticed um, some customer service issues when you start doing or like fulfillment issues because they get so many orders and they're so behind when you're doing free gift or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I hear
1: you. But, uh, um, next question. Glenn. Yeah, Glenn, how will your creatives for Retarget look like specific for e-com image and video? So I think I'll backtrack on what I was saying. We do always, uh, we do always run two, pre, plus the main campaign. We'll turn it off. Um, so we have two perfect examples of this being executed. We have a Labor Day and we have our, our brand's anniversary sale. Anybody can run that. Or we do a pre and then we have the during. So this was two short campaigns, about 36K spend, separate ones, different dates, um, month to month but a nice little two, uh, 2.9 overall with 100 grand in. Why does these work? Why, why does this work? Is because it communicates the offer very, very clearly. What do I mean by this? You can't miss this. You cannot miss this. It's as loud as possible. The colors are as bold as possible, and it saved the day. So we only wanted to communicate this. We did a split just between showing them what the offer was going to be versus not what the offer is or not showing them what the offer is until the day of the sale, not showing offer worked. Worked Mm -hmm. significantly better, I don't know why, um, but I'm assuming that the intrigue is there, it drove enough interest, and this was one of our favorite, favorite campaigns we ran. We have another one, which looks like the same exact thing. Save the date, simple graphics, even the date and duration, and when it's coming live for you. So that, to me, is a top and bottom of funnel campaign. You don't have to be romantic about whether it lives top or bottom. Keep it simple. Keep your life easy. Communicate what's going on. It's the pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if I were to go into the actual campaign itself, lead with the offer. Don't be cute. Don't hide it. Let it be there. We communicated it every single place here, here, and on the product itself. Or sorry, on the ad itself. Same thing. It is on. Did not even communicate the offer here? One of our best sales. What's your lander look like? Can you click through yeah, we're going to homepage. There's nothing unique. We're going right to homepage or the uh, latest collection. I haven't had a lot of success in running anything to a unique landing page because I want them to shop around, especially when we're running a lot of market-centric uh, brands rather than just product-centric brands. If you have a single product or maybe one or two products, landing page makes sense to control that experience. But right now, I'm not turning off all my Evergreen ads. I think some people make that mistake in turning off Evergreen. Why would you want to do that? Conversion rate always increases. If you're not communicating an offer. They get to the page and the offer is there. Usually, bumps. So, if I can give you anything and you listen to nothing else, do not turn oh. off. Keep it running for sure. Um, that would be on on top of creatives. Listen, we we love two different types of strategies on this. We will run dynamic creative tests top of funnel for these offers. So, if you are limited on the type of creatives you have going rotating a couple headlines or copy and just let that bad boy sit and run by itself. I only tested dynamic creative tests on major offers earlier this year. It'll be a part of our Q4 strategy across the board. It's going to continually update and run. I know Jordan Bernard uh, believes in this as well. We're scaling with dynamic creatives right now. That's probably the the number one way that we're able to crack through because nothing is staying for a very long time. And as we know, dynamic creatives rotates and spends money uh, uncontrollably at times. Right, yep. Agreed. How does your creative remarketing, Glenn, I, I definitely answered that one as well. How are you using manual bids during Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Simplest way to put is we're, we are going to run two different type of campaigns. We're going to go ABO and CBO. We're going um, to be 5000 to $10,000 budgets. Minimum ad spend, uh, so minimum spend will be the what we're going to use on the CBO level between about 50 to 100 bucks. It's going to fluctuate depending on how much budget I have to spend. But what's I think is unique that we do that most people do not, whatever you're going to build on CBO, whether it's just your interests that you found, whether it's the look likes that you found, we're duplicating that out into a CBO. So we have, we'll have CBO and ABO running with the same exact structures. The only difference is I want to make sure that my ABOs are going to spend the cash because we've had so many times where we believed something was going to crack, the audience was going to crack, and it didn't, and we didn't get spend to it. And I don't like having to explain to someone why I didn't spend the money that they have already allocated. So I think ABO and CBO need to be living and running together, even if it's the same stuff. I know you're questioning like, oh shit, what about audience overlap? I don't care right now. I think it's such a small period of time that it's going to get paused anyways. These aren't going to be running evergreen. Do you use
0: accelerated bidding at all? We use accelerated bidding.
1: We do. So I'll
0: I'll,
1: I'll show you a very, very sexy scale that we... um, uh, I don't want to pound myself in the back, but then I kind of do want to pound myself in the back.
0: One thing that we found really, really helpful is if you're running like flash sales or like even on Black Friday, is big, huge budget, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, and then you know huge, and then just flip accelerated bidding on and just pound them.
1: Oh my God! So we, I'll even go one, I'll go one step further with you, and we went one day click, one day view because yep. it's a short period of time. Normally, we're the default but we found two different unbelievable scales that I'll pull up for you. Mother's Day was what, June? July?
0: Mother's Day? May, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know, I don't like my mom that much. I'm <laughs> just
1: kidding. <laughs> okay, so this, this, is a, this was a beautiful, beautiful scale. Shout out to, to David Hayes and myself. We, we, we crushed this. so I'm gonna zoom in. Is it hard to see, Just?
0: Uh, your screen? I mean, look, I was actually, I
1: uh, didn't have the other window open. I don't know if I see your screen.
0: There you go, Nope, you're good, you're good.
1: Okay, so let's, let's walk through what happened here. So uh, this brand has this brand has the ability to create a lot of images, but they don't have the ability to create a ton of uh, videos despite making it into a GIF. I, I, is that a video? Technically, yes, but in, I'm talking about a unique piece of creative that's a video and that has uh, an angle on offer by itself. They don't have that ability. So we are li- literally living off of images which I think is fine because it's going to communicate the offer as clearly as possible. That's our job. Put the offer in front of them, make it sexy. So we did not know what creative was going to work because they delivered us a couple of them. So we started with dynamic creative testing. Again, you can see we're broad and we did five rounds of testing. So every time we ran the test, it's as simple as this one body copy, one, one headline because we knew what the offer was and the dates it was running. Then we just rotated in different images that they gave us. All, arguably, all were working very well. And then obviously within this, there was stuff that was working better than most. The graduation phase from dynamic creative test rolled right into audience testing, or I would say um, uh, just our, our cost cap testing, which we went into one day view, one day click. So if I filter by, amount spend. we were getting good volume at a $24 CPA or cost cap. For this product, for the, your brand, you probably have two to five target costs or cost caps that you usually get spend in. Again, we found the right creative. We didn't care about the audience and we wanted to run as fast as we can because um, yep, yep. we knew that we weren't gonna have a long period to, to, to Mother's Day. Same exact thing for Black Friday. I think this strategy will work as well. Finding the cost cap during, after we found the best creative, right? We can't go into cost caps Unless you are confident enough in going, based off of historical campaigns, Q1, Q2, and 3 we know that this cost cap or this target cost is going to give me some sort of volume. Cool. Yeah, just. I said that's difficult
0: with audience auction change. You know, that'd be hard to really know.
1: Well, and pl- plus COVID data versus non-COVID data, we're having to refresh all lookalikes. So we, we went in, we knew that we could get some sort of accelerated delivery, and I wanted to make sure that I was getting as much spend as possible. So we had three accelerated bid campaigns, 28, 35, and 32, based off of what was working. We changed the optimization to a one-day click, one-day view, and results for me are above what we wanted for the brand. two-four to 2.6.9, that's all, that's all I care about. Now, you, you can look and be like, shit, bro, where's the 3.4.5? Major moments and holidays for me and the brands that we choose to work with aren't looking to to maximize revenue, aren't looking to maximize profitability. They can't do both. You can do one or the other. If you want me to push as hard as I can into it, that's an, that's an agreement that we have. Or if you want me to find profitability and not go as far as I can, that's another option. So, how do you how do you choose to how do you choose either of those? What does inventory look like? What are the goals of the company? What are the goals of the brand? And that's usually what we have to operate against. For them, they. They want volume, they want customer acquisition, and they want to play within the rest on the, on the back end retention. Okay. The last thing that some people don't do that that we actually enjoyed and tried out for the first time back in Mother's Day as well as for anniversary was gender specific and optimizing for value. So we found out we knew where we were gonna get some sort of performance across the women's area. We've never done this before and I found it to work tremendously well. We broke out uh, the different age ranges, so 18, 24, 25, all the way through from forty plus, that was fun for me. I like this approach. I enjoyed it very well. I think this is going to be even even more important coming into Black Friday, Cyber Monday month. So, as simply put, broad just use gender uh, bro- uh, gender breakouts as well as um, optimizing for value. I don't usually go to value because I can't get it to spend, but in moments like this where consumerism is there, it's a way yeah. way to go for it. So those would be my, my general transition of, of building, those, building my campaigns or structures for quote-unquote major moments. It won't change pretty much away from that because I don't want a lot of creative. Evergreen's going to continue to go, but I will keep um, the, the main offers there going. How do you, how do you get uh, DCT to spend for you guys? I think that's something you should definitely, definitely focus upon because um, you will get a little bit more life out of it than expected. Do you use manual bidding? So Joe, just to sum up that, I know that went a little bit long-winded. We will do manual bidding, but it's not as, um, it's not as like cost cap testing where I do like to break out by $2 increments. This is, I'm going to try and true what's worked. General uh, cost cap or uh, target cost that I know I can get some sort of spend at. Um, That is where we're going to go. And if the offer is converting, if the offer looks good enough there, put it into accelerated add another dollar or $2 and and give yourself a little bit more room and, and keep your eye on that.
0: I think it really depends too on the day. Like if you're doing it, you know, mid the second, third week in November, if you're launching early, obviously you don't need to be as aggressive with your bidding methods versus on black Friday, on cyber Monday, a lot of people are leveraging accelerated bidding. And if you haven't used accelerated bidding before, just know when you check that box, whatever your budget is, It's gonna spend it if you're not using a a threshold of like target bid or target cost. If it's full auto, you will spend your money and you'll spend it fast. So watch
1: it. Correct. Correct. Disclaimer for people. Zach Duncan, you asked, is Black Friday Cyber Money your end goal for the year, or do you use Black Friday Cyber as a means to end for their future goals? (laughs) You optimizing Black Friday cyber money for profit acquisition. I kind of went into this. This is a fantastic question. It's gonna range from the brand, right? We have some brands that our supplements, and this isn't really a big month for them to to, to sell and to, to find incredible profitability, but it is a great month for them to grow their user base. So that conversation looks a little bit different than a brand say, it's a very giftable product, or it's an accessory specific product. They want to be as profitable as possible, so that we're balancing profitability for them there. I think user acquisition phase for a brand that's, maybe it's a learning education platform, maybe it's um, some sort of uh, supplement or, or, or something that's not lends itself as a gifting product, this to me is a tool to, to acquire as many customers as possible. And that should be the understanding of, hey, we know that at this minimum we can continue to spend, but anything below that, you definitely need to turn that off. What, where we were getting into trouble was not knowing exactly what the brand wanted to do. That's, a, that's as simple as having a straight up conversation with them, honestly, brother. Nick Olsenberg goes, do you scale on the go depending on performance or do you have a very detailed outline plan? What time you scale, which method you use and how to do it? So I used to have a very, very detailed step plan of how I want to do this and my buyers run this. Right now, I can't even predict the next two weeks in front of me. So we are we are looking on a, what we like to call, we're going to call an audible. You log in that specific day and for instance, if we launched a product today, which I'm very, very happy with, brand new product launched in testing and I'll go into it real quick. So we have Cardinal that went live today. Yesterday was not spending. Just to confirm with you guys here. Cool, no spend yesterday, today did go live. And I've already wanted to bump a couple of budgets because at a three X, I'm fine with that. Yes, it's very low on purchases, but usually when we launch a new product, it doesn't come out like this. It's a slow, gradual win. Coming out the gates at a three, I love that. I want to start bumping budgets immediately. Mm-hmm. I do like to reset at the end of the day. So this is, this is more of a manual thing than I would like to admit. Um, I don't like to use rules because I've seen rules absolutely fuck up, especially as it's point from the API. And as we know, Facebook is Facebook these days. Uh, we are or manually resetting either at 11 o'clock at night or, or very, very early in the morning.
0: I saw you use lifetime budget. Do you guys use
1: that a lot? No, we knew we have a hard stop for an offer. We will use lifetime to make sure that no human error can fuck that up.
0: Right. But otherwise in your regular day to day, you don't use lifetime budget at all.
1: We don't because we, I, I've never found, I I wouldn't say never. I don't want to say never. Right now in this current ecosystem, we are not using lifetime. Um, Have I done in the past? Yes. In the past six to eight months, we are not leveraging lifetime outside of campaigns that need to end because the site is going to turn over.
0: Do you find... So the theory with lifetime budget um, is obviously you allow Facebook a little more, c- more control that they're not going to spend your budget for the day. but They have the range to find the right user at the right time because you're allowing the algorithm a little more leverage. Do you find that you drive better CP- Do you find you drive better CPAs with lifetime versus non typical before COVID? There was a post that just came out from Jess Riches, and she I mean she's pretty I would say she's a pretty legit media buyer. Um, If you know who she is. And she said they basically swapped the last week. They just, they're like everybody else. They've been struggling, struggling, struggling. The only change that she made was switching to lifetime budget and everything returned back to normal. Interesting.
1: Interesting. No, I haven't tested it yet, but. Yeah, let's, let's, I'll, I'll try to validate you. I'll try to validate Jess. I know Jess very well.
0: Not really sure if, what your thoughts are on that, but I understand the theory of people's thoughts behind it in terms of just allowing Facebook more control, bigger budget, they don't have to spend, and then on some days they might be able to spend because there's more people that are more op, more tuned to purchase. Um, that's something I definitely needed to get our people to test a little more too.
1: I think it's, I think when you come to, yeah. you can't take advantage of the day though. Rather, right? if you have a very, very good day, you can't tell Facebook, I need more of this. Yeah. So I, I don't like sacrificing that that, yeah. that benefit, but I get it. And I think it as a, a more of like an ecosystem structure, say you have that lifetime bid or lifetime campaign right next to a daily campaign, and those might be your, your, your evergreen or your hero content. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, makes sense. Over the, over the weekend, we did do two new tests that I think is gonna be something that's gonna accompany us all the way the rest of the Q4. As so we started running PPE again, we started increasing, this was a discussion at Geek Out, and I was like, fuck. And I was like, no way, dude, nobody does this anymore. And they're like, listen, it's not a matter of wanting to get conversions on it. I just want to get more engagement on really, it because for whatever reason, especially with Facebook's putting so much damn weight on the page scores, the yep. if you add a two, they don't care. No matter what, whether it's shipping or issue, they're really going to, it's really, really going to be an issue if your engagement's not there. So we started increasing budgets for PPE on our evergreen content versus yep. we won't do a PPE on tests, right? Like, Right. We can test our content, we're going to go DCT or we're going to get go a little bit of ABO. But as soon as we get it out of that, like, hey, it's working get put it right into a PPE by itself. And we are running new page likes to all of our uh, brand pages. Those are two new things we've done over the weekend. I like it so far. I'm only about four days in, but I think people need to revisit this for sure.
0: We run, so we've tested that a lot, actually. And we constantly test that. We shifted away from PPE and we run traffic. And what we found was actually we get, doesn't make sense, but we get better engagement with traffic. Plus we also get sales. Interesting. So we do, we, I mean, we've always done the 388, but we don't follow the 388. We always warm up ads with PPE. And then I think in the last six months, we actually switched, cut PPE and went to traffic and we've constantly retested. And we just find that the engagement is better and we actually do get sales and we get ROAS out of it. Interesting. So you're going to, to test that out. as well. Okay. So we'll, I'll, I'll, split test you on that too. Yeah. See what it, see what it does. It'd be interesting to
1: what you see. But, um, cool. Freddie, uh, Freddie. So, so Nick, Nico, to, to, to sum it up, brother, the master plan is what we're kind of laid out. I like, I'm going to go dynamic creative testing with the new creative they provided us. We are going to go deep, a little bit of DCT on, Sorry, we're gonna, after graduating from DCT, we're going to ABO to all of our audiences that we know are proven. Generally speaking, we have five to eight target audiences that we found, not lookalikes. We have about three lookalikes that that we will run. And we've kind of determined these, you have major moments in Q1, major moments to Q2, and Q3. Go find what was working during those offers. Just keep it, Mm -hmm. take what was working, and go ahead and get ready to run those during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That will work. Um, that will work in our experience and it's the safest way of going. I have a little bit of confidence in these audiences that will convert. I'm going to go right back to that, bro. Yep. Freddie Timble, what offer have you found to perform best in terms of CVR and AOB Bogo site, wide discount, et cetera. Talked a little bit about this, but we're doing buy more, save more. I do know that there is needing to be a little bit of customization on the bundling side. Um, whether you're on Shopify or you ever build to custom, I don't have a great recommendation on what app to use. I will. And we'll follow up with that but all the brands that we're recommending is buy more save more because what we're hearing is hey we over order because we don't know if we were going to be able to get another order in time so we have units to push we have units to sell we got to liquidate a little bit so that we can guarantee that they're going to buy at least two to three products here rather than just wait and buy that one with a nice little discount we want to get away from that if right. you just uh, do it go on go ahead sorry not bad if you're just going to do a discount and you really only have one hero product I'd be very careful and not in putting a, in, in not putting a threshold there because you're probably going to give them free shipping. You're probably going to get them that discount, whether it's twenty percent off or twenty five. You're going to actually start losing on your margin side there.
0: Yep. Uh, one one thing, just to point, Nick Jackson said. I did. I just hear that engagement helps page score.
1: It doesn't yeah. help. With page, well, well, there's think, two things there. Page score. There's there's a new to the page and then PBE to my ads. Yes.
0: Yep. I just don't want you to think, Nick, that that actually increases your page score. It increases the, it increases the engagement, which obviously we all know Facebook like, likes engagement. And if you watch The Social Dilemma, which I personally didn't think was that great, um, but if you watch that and they kind of talk like how they favor ads that are getting engagement and they push those to the top, that's kind of what he was referring to. So page score might've been the, the wrong word, but it helps, it helps boost your momentum basically.
1: Yeah. Or just, just to be even more clear on that is there's two different things. I want PPEs on my ads and I want new likes coming to my page. Those are the two things I care about. New people like the new people following it. That's important to me.
0: What percentage of budget do you set set aside for that? Five, 10%?
1: Uh, Less than, less than most of our brands. I would say minimum spend about a thousand bucks a day. Those uh, of those, I would say about a hundred bucks, dude, maybe even 50 bucks. Josh Kim. Um, Vincent Bima, love you buddy, legend, appreciate you. How early are you seeing some brands start their Black Friday Cyber Monday campaigns? We're hearing companies starting early in October. I'm not gonna go early October just because we think we can get like a fall offer in here. We can get a new product drop in, in here or we can do a little bit of like Halloween came early offer here. So we're still, we're still not talking or communicating end of the year sale. We're still keeping it like, oh, we're fall. We're getting ready for this feeling. Um, so I wouldn't go live Beginning of October as aka today. If anything, we would go live probably second week of October leading into November. That's when we're, we're, we're gonna go live with half of our brands. How are you adjusting targeting for Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Laura, honestly, we're not we're not doing anything unique. We're we're finding what's worked in the past and we're gonna just replicate that, making sure that we're targeting the offer correctly. Uh, we are we are grouping in two campaigns, I would say. We're gonna do a full funnel and all that means is we're doing top and bottom inside the same campaign. And if that's a CBO, we're duplicating that exact structure out into an ABO. So we have CBO and ABO both running. I just want to make sure I get through my budgets. CBO at times, um, I've, heard, I've heard horror stories of not spending a budget and that's the last thing I want to do. I rather have a brand tell me to pull back rather than like you didn't spend enough.
0: Uh, here's a question I really like from Rishi. Um, big, big baller. You guys offering discounts that customers can share with friends and family?
1: You ever done that? Interesting. No, but we've done first, I think the closest thing we would do to that is a, a gift card with purchase that they, they're able to share on the second purchase, but we haven't really done that now. How, how would they structure that?
0: I don't, mm, not really sure. I, I mean, I know like I just bought some molecule purifiers and they have like a, buy you know where you you get fifty and they get fifty but he said that there's an app. We we tested this with apps that did well this year, trying the same concept with e clients. You can unlock discounts by inv- inviting your friends with a uh, bracket ref underscore ID
1: bracket. Interesting. I will I will look into that. I don't I don't know about that.
0: Yeah hit him up he's good he's
1: good shit. Absolutely That's perfect. appreciate that. Uh Rohan, what kind of creatives do you prepare especially for Black Friday, so right, including ad text, offers, headlines? The easiest answer I can give you, Rohan, communicate the offer as clear as possible. Hard stop. Nothing else, nothing deeper, nothing more creative. Communicate the offer, put it big and bold. We don't, it doesn't matter about the 20% text rule, tell them what they're gonna get and when they're gonna get it. Any, manu, any manual bidding strategies, how does the entire week look at positioning? We definitely talked about that already. Find your CPAs or CPCs, i sorry, find your CPAs that you're already able to get some budget through. And if you go a little bit above it, just to guarantee you're getting delivery, um, this is gonna be an audible on the day of. If You go live, you get no spend. I wouldn't waste any time. I would duplicate it at $5 and move from there. Nick Jackson, what's the best way to set daily ROAS targets starting on October 1st if your client has no 2019 Black Friday, everyone in data to estimate the late distribution multiplier? Great question, brother. If you have no previous data on this, you're moving a little bit blind. What we use is two different uh, documents. I'm I'm no problem sharing this as well.
0: Also keep in mind, mind Nick, 2019 data is going to probably differ. Most people have already had Black Friday this year. I mean, if you looked at trends of like online sales, I think it was in like April or May. It actually outpaced Black Friday last year already. So this year definitely will be, I don't even know how accurate data from last year will
1: be to this year because it's, it's been such a weird year. I fully agree with you. I don't think anything other than potential ordering units or units that they need to order minimums to, mm-hmm. to come into this holiday season. I don't think there's any historical data other than your most recent offer that went live that's going to be applicable for, for Q4, which is why in October, what can we get live? In September, what did you get live? And a lot of our brands, we, we got them to go at least one or two, even if it was a day or two days, just to see like, hey, should we go BOGO? Should we go uh, buy more, save more? Should we just go straight discount? And that was like our, our pregame for our dress rehearsal, for lack of a better term.
0: How do you see the, uh, How do you see, if you watch the president, I don't want to make this political, but how do you see, if you watch the presidential debate, how do you see the political aspect affecting this if it goes one way versus
1: the other? whether whichever way it goes, I'm nervous about the sharing of articles and just like the finger pointing that's going to distract the consumers from actually buying. So I think it's going to drive more people onto the platform to have a conversation. But is that conversation so distracting to everybody else here that they're not going to be like article, article, <laughs> argument, argument. Yeah. And offer scroll argument, right? Like that's what I'm, I'm, I'm believing is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It'll be
1: interesting to see. Yeah, it's whether whichever way it goes, we're going to see that regardless. Especially, um, so for your, your question was like, how are you pulling um, your delayed attribution for this brand? They they only optimize on. Um, they already are on a seven day window. I got twenty a day win twenty a day click just to see if there was a little bit of lift, and this is a simple plug and play calculator which I can definitely share with um, Justin and the group. Pull my one day, pull my one day click, pull my twenty a day, just can aggregate it across the board. And it spits out to me in this nice little campaign of what, could, what do I need on a, a one day view? What do I need on a, uh, at the top of funnel? What do I need on the bottom of funnel? What should I get for the last day? So this is where I'm actually using to set my targets. And I know I've talked about this many times. I have a nice little correlation document that spits out what my CPA needs to be. So this number, if my success metric is two and our current overall is at a one, well, how do I, how do I cover that gap? Where do I come from? It's a little bit of usage of this delayed attribution calculator and then the core which i think is already in the group somewhere
0: <clears throat> i don't think i've ever seen these i've never seen any of these
1: oh shit! okay i'm sorry here we go
0: our ours is way way this is way more fun we just would like keep track of row as over day over day and then go back and fill it in and then we would just look at like if it's 0.5 then we know over a seven day we can be full 0.5 less row as It's not as scientific as this, so this looks cool. Ah,
1: damn. Okay, I'm sorry. I was blowing through this. Sorry, I'll go back. I'll go back on this. Um, So let's go. I'll walk through a brand real quick. So we have this is True Classic Tees. They sell this is a pretty generic product. They sell T-shirts.
0: How do you? You You have a hard stop, Nick.
1: Uh, Let me check calendar.
0: Because I don't want to keep you all day.
1: Um, yeah, I got about 15, 20 minutes. But if, if, yeah, I got about 15. So I'll run through this as well. And I'll, if there's any other questions, Justin, maybe we just do a, a part two. Because we have time. Yeah. yeah. So brain comes to us. We need to decide, hey, how do you sell shirts? Cool, 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 cool. Easy product. Not hard to communicate. Not, not a major difference. They actually run DPA and they actually run top and bottom of funnel. So what we did is we exported all top of funnel traffic for the last ninety days, and so we exported it. And this is as simple as going into day over day in ads reporting and just pulling that shit out, placing it in. Can you be more sexy, you supermags? I'm sure you can. I like the manual element to it, or at least having uh, my buyers do this as well. It keeps you close to the data. At least that's tinfoil hat. Um, Hot row, same thing. Top. This is bottom of funnel and DPA, same exact play. Why this matters to me is because I'm trying to see where's our spend distribution. I mean, if this across the board from 30 days, we spend about half a million bucks, where can I do more at? Right? Like I like this split, I think 78, I would like this to be closer to 70 so that I know a little of a balance in the bottom of the funnel, but no brand's going to get mad at me if I'm acquiring more than I'm, I'm running spend on, on bottom of the funnel. Yeah. So this spits out, spits out a little bit of like, where's my decision making. What size
0: chart what size chart are they using on this product app? Not to interrupt you, but I'm gonna Say interrupt it you. again. They have like a really cool like sizing chart on this. What 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 is that?
1: Is this custom? I think it would be, yeah, because they do have their own fit to the product, so it might have to be a custom build. I'll ask the brand for it though. Oh, that's pretty cool. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. And so we come into our correlation document. So this these three things kind of tie into itself. This is just a, a simple a, a lineup of a dashboard. So you have your, your name, current your spent, conversion value, website purchases, ROAS, all the way to cost per unique cart. What this will allow me to do is understand some of the correlations and uh, uh, what, what impacts what. Now, I don't believe CPC or CTR is going to impact overall ROAS. There's times where, like, oh shit, that does. Maybe if you're in gen or if you're in a different uh, genre. But I've, I've been building these correlations to understand a little bit of how and when do I need, need to make my decision? So knowing that AOV is going to be uh 61 bucks, what can I afford to spend to make sure that I can make my proper decision? So this number is predicated off of my look back number, my yesterday number at what part of the fund. So for prospecting, let's assume that we did this three times. And people are already asking, "Where's this going to be available?" <laughs> I'll, I'll drop it I'll, as soon as all my meetings are done. Then I'll, I'll pull it in. So we'll do fuck prospecting, get those built out, remarketing, rename. And I need to know different parts of the funnel because there's there's different targets. If you're doing yes, you're getting measured, or you're you're making a decision off of overall Um, us in the account, but it's never, it never should be that way. You need to address each stage to the funnel, the top and bottom, you will have different metrics to make decisions upon. And as this, as this adjusts, okay, Shaq, you need a two day on a one day look, look back your cost right at cart checkouts and and CPA is going to change. So this, this bad boy is going to give me an understanding of when to make my decisions. Now, Justin, you know, I'm a huge fan of custom, custom, um, custom metrics in my account, instead of using this document after we get this, just make sure you build in your actual dashboard, uh, your custom, so I have my added cart to purchase, click to purchase and click to cart right here in my, my dashboard.
0: Do you know if you share your rule set, does that automatically add those columns? You know, tell me again. Like so, you know how you can copy and paste the query, URL query string of like your rule set? If you were to share that with me and I add it, does that add? All of the columns for me like the custom ones that you made
1: no it won't if you're if you're in the same bm i can do, we can do it like that but mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to get it for you you have to set it up once and you're mm-hmm. good um this is a template that was at the last so common thread is the team that i was looking
0: for like cool, if you were to share that with me and i added the to- stupid thing i'm trying to get in alive live to see the chat sorry
1: no you're good so we, we have a really really cool template that um the common thread team that i was previously at has built i wouldn't change it this is this is what this looks like You'll be able to put in all the shit you need. Expected order you're going to do overall cost of goods, what percentage of your overall profit or revenue is going to look like. You're going to run a discount. You can run what does that look like in percentages, or you gonna include it gift. Overall products, what does it cost to fill? What are we taking from it? Um, and then down here is like what does that actual discount look like? So maybe you want to communicate percent off because you, you predict your AOV to be 120 i to rotate it down. Cool, you got a 30% overall cost, five bucks discount. What does that look like? Um, it'll give you a nice little spit up. Then you'll take this bad boy because now this is your CPA target, what we can afford to spend at or what we want to at least get it co- close to. It's going to spit off different scenarios of decision making. So now I'm going, shit, if I'm going to spend 10K a day, 20, 30, 40, what are my overall costs across the board here? and mm-hmm. What are my profit I'm looking at? So then it'll tell me, all right, Shaq, if you're looking at, you need to get a CPA target close to 60 bucks. Let's all assume that it's the same exact thing here on my correlations. Instead if AOB is 61 bucks. Actually, I can I think I can do that right now. One second, sit with me. Let's go to 60, so it's a little bit closer. 10 bucks, 5 bucks. Ba, ba, Cool. So now I go, I'm gonna spend 10K a day. It's gonna factor all my costs as well as what my potential gross profit's gonna be to spit out my overall profit here. 2, 2x, 2.5, 30k a day, 1.8 is not gonna make me any money, um, but I'm gonna acquire a shit ton of customers. CPA target across the board is 30. So if I know my CPA target across the board for this product is 30 bucks, I'm gonna have to go in here, and how do I get the CPA at 30 that I know is, I need $2, or I need to get my 2x, here's all my metrics of decision making. So for the question that you guys asked of, how do I know my raw targets, off your margins, off the initial sale you're going to run, um, what you're able to spend and acquire at a cart level, checkout and purchase, uh, and then this should dictate how much you're able to spend in, in your media plans. So everybody loves a good calculator and honestly, this just makes our lives so much easier. So these three ones, fuel profit planning, overall delayed attribution doc, and our, our correlation template. I would say like, if you want to do agency in a box, Here's your three fucking sheets that um, build it and, and do it yourself, and I'm sure s- much smarter people than me can uh, make some cooler shit. I
0: think that was. Do you, a- any, do you use any analytics software to track down real time data? I'm noticing late purchase attribution with Facebook and hard to optimize in real time.
1: No, short answer is no, because unless you're pulling in like like from the API to make a a quicker educated decision i don't I don't see I don't see any way of rounding I don't see well it's, I, it's
0: kind of impossible with last click until they come up with a different attribution method yeah. because if you get fifty purchases and it's your time to purchases four days it, it's almost impossible unless you have some type of document like that and then you have to go back and see, okay I had 20 purchases. you know it's not really an easy i I still don't understand why they haven't came up with like linear or data driven attribution like what Google has. it's just mind blowing to me.
1: I mean, they do have it in like their like in, in the in weird attribution thing, but it's not actionable on a day of like on a date of, even if I'm making a decision today, it's not because of what I'm, what I did today. Like yeah. I'm being very opportunistic and I potentially want to get more scale out of it, but no, I'm, I'm doing my decision today based off what has happened in the last three, seven, 14 days.
0: Yep. yep.
1: Somebody fixes
0: that. That's a billion dollar idea right there.
1: Oh, I would, first
0: investor right here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just, I think, brother, I think we do one more, man, just so I can keep getting some of these questions. I know I do jump right now, but I appreciate you, the group, everybody. I'll shout out to Tim again. Um, I wouldn't be here doing what I do or being able to, to have a career in this. If it wasn't for Tim Byrd, shout out to him. I'm grateful for you for always brother. And I'm grateful for um, this. I don't think
0: more people know that you started under Tim.
1: No, listen, i I got very fortunate on, on the, the, fidget, the fidget spinner trend, but the one thing that taught me um, how to buy, how to, how to think through it, how to understand how to, how to spend money was, was Tim. I sat next to him in Irvine, me, John Biggs, um, Alex Green, and that's where um, he put me on my path for the past like six years.